Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. I'm here today with Michelle Neifert, and Michelle currently at Studio B has an amazing collection of art all about flowers. So welcome, Michelle, to the Be Inspired podcast. And what we'd like to do today is learn a little bit about you as an artist. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Did you always want to be an artist? Did you always know you would be an artist? So, hi, thank you for having me, first of all. Thank you, Jane. Um, so, I will say, I think I got hooked when I was about five years old. Uh, my father had a best friend who was a commercial artist, and he used to come by to the house all the time and sketch and draw. And I had never seen that before, like someone being able to make magic out of something there that didn't exist before. Mm -hmm. So, um, he would always ask me what I wanted to see, and pop he would just be able to draw it immediately wow um so I thought like this is better than a card trick like this is <laughs> this is for real he literally just created something that didn't exist before so that always made me want to be an artist from the very beginning um oddly enough though I'm not that type of artist I'm not um representation you know, into, I do some representational things but it's it's not it's not what I want to do. It's not, I mean, it is what I was trained to do, but you kind of go on your own journey. Um, so I, over the years, because I, that wasn't what I was interested in, I kind of fought like thinking, am I really a real artist? Because I don't do that <laughs> type of work because that was imprinted on me so right. young. Right, right. Now, um, your, your training in, in college at Kutztown, if mm -hmm. I, if yeah. I remember correctly, mm -hmm. um, did you not have the encouragement at that point to do abstract art? Um, so, I mean, it's abstraction is kind of, you know, you learn the rules and then you figure out how to break them on your own um, and you learn your own aesthetic and everything else. Uh, when I was in school, I took, you know, the basic course load. I was fascinated by the human figure, so I spent a lot of time okay. life drawing. I mostly worked in black and white. I That's interesting <laughs> given all the color in our current show. <laughs> yeah, and and I realized, you know, by the time I mean I had done some color work, but by the time I had graduated and got out of school, I realized that I had a deficiency that I saw in myself. So I set out to learn everything that there was to know about color, like like that ever ends. <laughs> <laughs> um and started exploring it 
myself, you know, teaching myself about color and how it works. Talk to me a little bit about that. I'm a non-artist, of course, and when you talk about learning about color, what kinds of things are you learning? So, I mean, I used to do little projects like, you know, there was a couple of years where I did um, several paintings a day. Um, There was a couple of years where I did one painting a day, but the ones that were the most interesting were, um, you know, I used to do about 10 to 20 paintings a day, but they were just color studies. So they would be two colors, abstract forms, working together and then I, and different techniques. And I would take notes at the bottom of the page, every every single piece. And they, they had, um, because they were so simple and basic, they kind of remind me of like Klein's work a little bit. Okay. Um, they had no scale, you know, you you could see a picture of them and think that they were like seven by nine feet and they were, you know, under an eight by 10, like really small pieces. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, I kind of made lesson plans for myself. So like one, <laughs> one of my plans was that I, I really liked uh, Monet's work. Um, and oddly enough, I, I didn't really want to like it because everybody likes Monet. It's kind <laughs> of a cliche. Yeah. But when I um, had you know seen it in the museum myself for the first time, I, I recognized what it was that I was seeing. Um, so I used to take apart those paintings and break them down into, you know, like five to 10 colors, make the colors and then do a painting of a completely different topic, but using that palette. So I taught myself color palette through going to someone who's a master of color and breaking it down into basics. You know, I'm sure his paintings and I know are more than five to 10 colors, but to break it down simply that's a fascinating that's a fascinating lesson plan i mean i love that i mean you're duplicating the palette and then just seeing where it goes in your particular way of doing things in your particular yep. style but color what does one learn about color what 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 color makes another color pop what colors don't work how does that work? What yeah. do you learn about color? Um, I mean, I learned how to... I learned a couple of things. I learned how to make the paint do things that I didn't know I could um, and make it look like a different medium than it was at times by experimenting. That's fascinating. Um, and I'm always interested in that. Like, how can you make this look like, you know, ha- have somebody look at it and say, I don't know how they did that. Wow. Um, so that was one thing. Um the other thing that I learned was that, you know, overdoing it over time, I did get better and better at my own pieces using my own palette. color palette um, because it kind of gets ingrained in you. It's, it's, it's like the lesson where when you go to school and they, and they teach you how to measure with a pencil or your thumb at okay. a distance so you can learn how to sight measure things. Oh, my goodness. Um, and after you sight measure like that, measuring with a pencil or your finger, you know, the famous thumb up yes, in the yes, air. Yes, yes, um, after a while, you just it automatically make those measurements. You don't have to put your hand up. You don't have to measure things. You, you make those calculations in your brain quicker than you can even realize. And it's the same thing with the color. Um, so initially, I, I didn't get too complicated about it. I just wanted to learn how um, to do things. Um, I also wanted to get an emotional response Okay. Um, from the color that I was using with the viewer. I was focused on um, predominantly like 
very uh, color field type work. I was very much into Mark Rothko at the time. So most of them were very thin layers of paint and just um, they would kind of vibrate a little bit, but, but be uh, simple and complicated at the same time. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Now, when you talk about vibrating, how does that translate into um, what you just said, an emotional response um so each person that sees the work has a different visceral emotional response to it okay um i used to do a lot of larger works Mm -hmm. um that were meant to be almost like a you know like that you were surrounded or meditating in with the piece um and very much different from the work that i had done in my undergraduate work which was abstract expressionist black and white very like hard line uh you know expressive and these were very quiet subtle subdued (laughs) so there's a whole different person that comes from yeah from your earlier work shall we say yeah 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 so so now um this past year that is the work that's in the show there's 52 paintings i believe it's a lot um and i did kind of edit some out too i didn't bring everything yeah uh now, these pieces are abstract expressionist in movement and gesture and line, but the color is also added. It's also there. It's really there. I mean, people come in to the gallery and go, oh, my God, this is so colorful and beautiful and vibrant, and it makes me so happy <laughs> just to be in all these colors is the reaction that you're getting from people who come in. So... um You know, expressing yourself. Did you choose for this particular show to be just about flowers? And if so, why? Um, So it's it's interesting. Um, A few years ago, um, I have bipolar disorder. And a few years ago, I had a break. um, And I was having a difficult time getting back into the studio. I just was not connecting emotionally with producing the work, which mm-hmm. was, you know, I've been through it. A well, m- it's so traumatic. Yeah. I mean, I've been through it multiple times. I knew what it was. I identified it, but it doesn't make it any easier to paint. Right. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't create the inspiration. So I, I really struggled. I, I tried to return to my style of painting, what I was doing before, and it, and it just was not coming. It wasn't clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day, I, I just kind of out of the blue thought, like, you know, <sighs> you've never painted a flower before. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wonder what would happen if you did that. Yeah. And it was kind of a lark. And then the first piece that I did, I kind of fell in love with, the process of figuring it out like that how do you do this no one's taught me how to do this how do you figure out the structure how do you mm-hmm. figure out the color um because again most of what i've learned uh as an artist has been through my own exploration rather than through my education even though i have one yeah uh i was very focused when i was in school on particulars of work and again wanted to learn more um after i had left that experience yep 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 well i love the meme that you put on facebook at one time um that i saved and it was like i paint flowers so that they don't die (laughs) (laughs) and those of us who love flowers can relate to that yeah i think i believe that that was frida Kahlo. yes um 
who also, you know, had her <laughs> own struggles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I wanted to be able to express myself and not go through the, uh, I don't want to call it turmoil because creating abstract work is lovely and, you know, it's a wonderful thing, but I, I wanted to kind of give myself a small break and, and be able to fully express the painting. the painting itself and enjoy the painting itself and, and celebrate painting and color and all of those things. And not um, have to think about well, what... Without the added complication yes. um, of, of the abstraction, which is its own thing. And these are very abstract, these pieces. I mean, they're yes. not super realistic in any, in any way. Right. Um, so I did that. And I also, there's a small group of them here as well that were, um, landscapes. landscapes. Of now, what, 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 what were the inspirations I've wondered for those landscapes? So I haven't traveled a lot. Um, okay. I, I do have, um, a few close friends that have traveled extensively and seen a lot of the places that they've been when they come back. And I always get people to take pictures for me. Um, but that got me interested in doing some research about where, you know, there are places in the world that the color is just different. Um, so I had done a bunch of research and, um, found that there were, um, some, well, not some areas, most of the areas in Patagonia, um, are beautiful and bright and vivid. Um, Canyon de Chelly was another um, area that I became interested in. So I just kind of was like, let me translate what I see in these pictures yeah. um, and turn it into, you know, what I respond to. So mm -hmm. they're even more heightened uh, because I connect with the, the brightness of the actual landscape more than, you know, the subdued tones of it. So they remind me. I, I lived in Colorado for a while, and some of them remind me of just standing at Rocky Mountain, you know, in the Rocky Mountains and looking over the landscape. It reminds me so much of southwestern sort of skies mm -hmm. and Rocky Mountain highs and all those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely need to get myself a trip going. I don't think I'm going to be canoe or kayaking and rock climbing to get to the places in Patagonia that I have pictured in the show. <laughs> but Canyon de Chile is, is well, my doable. Son, my son <laughs> went to Peru, and some of the photographs he took there, I'm seeing them in yeah. my mind as you're talking about bright colors and, and yeah. incredible palettes. It's just a Amazing. I'll have to show you one of those photos that I really fell in love with. Now, you talked about being bipolar. How has that helped your painting? Uh, I, I would say that I, I was like to say that my emotional intelligence is pretty darn high. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in connection with my feelings, I think, a lot more than your, you know, standard Joe off the street. Mm -hmm. Um, it's made me more aware of my own feelings and, and self-expression because you kind of have to be, you need to, you need um, to be in touch with, you need to be in touch with yourself. You need to know what's going on with yourself. You need to see your doctor. You need to, you know, do, you know, I take, I'm not saying everybody needs it, but people do take medication and everything yep. else. And, um, you need to be, uh, aware. very aware of where you're at. Yep. Um, 
because it can be a slippery slope. So, you know, uh, I'm more fine tuned, I think when it comes to emotional things, which is great because my work is very emotive and that's, that's what I'm interested in. So, um, and I, I would say, I mean, you know, it, it does also make the painting high. I've talked to other people and I can tell you that I think the painting high that you get is a little bit higher than other people. So it's, it, provides more of a drive <laughs> more um, endorphins <laughs> yeah more endorphins uh more more ha- happy chemistry in the brain um and you know i've also talked to other people that have the same issue and they have like the same kind of experience with it so it's interesting what advice can you give people who go through this up and down as you have um so i would say speaking of endorphins uh i would say if you're having a hard time cry (laughs) um it's important it actually you know serves a purpose physiologically in our bodies where you know it it helps us to release chemicals that help us to get through um you know a lot of people kind you know, especially, unfortunately, men in our society kind of, you know, like, oh, it's a manipulation yeah. or um, it's not okay to do that. But it actually is good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's it just makes a difference. I think it makes a large well, difference. There's, there's so much we don't know about the chemistry of the body you know, mm-hmm. and brain chemistry and whatnot. And every single person is different. Yeah. Okay. And responds to just things differently and responds to diet differently and yep. exercise differently, everything differently. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing I would say is like when you say diet, exercise, all these things, like those are great. Self-care is awesome, but you're not going to self-care yourself out of no. bipolar. No. Nope. You know, so also I wouldn't listen to and, the people that, that say, oh, you just do yoga and you're going to... Everything's going to go away. Mm, well, mm. probably not. No. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends, don't you think, where the endorphins are triggered? Well, I mean, it's... Listen, bipolar is just a label. Everybody falls on a spectrum. Absolutely. Everybody is somewhere along the spectrum um, there, yep. and they're just grasping in the dark with yep. medication. Oh, absolutely. So, yep. And yep. what you tell them. That's the other thing I would say to people that have to deal with it is make sure that you are 100% communicative with uh, your practitioner because um, mm-hmm. they don't know how yeah. you feel until you, so you tell, tell them. them. And they don't know what's going on in your life yeah. until you tell them. Yeah. And so it's extremely important to keep people in the loop. But I'm sure that I know, well, I'm sure that you know, it's been a struggle for you, but it also has enhanced your art. And I just love your art. And I know other people do as well. So where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Do you have any, do you have any, I mean, we've done flowers now. Are you going to continue to do flowers and um, landscapes? Landscapes, probably. I would like to travel more and actually do some plein air work. Uh, I am returning back to doing abstract work um, a little bit more right now. So, um, and becoming interested again in some things that I had explored previously. So that's kind of nice. Uh, I am more drawn to the abstraction right now. So that's probably where I'm going to be sticking for the next six to nine months, but I don't know what's going to happen. I really feel like, 
at this point, um, I want to start making the work a little bit more personal and start talking about my personal struggles. Uh, it, I've been through three of these breaks and hospitalizations so far, and I will say that um, it's a wild, wild ride. I don't think many people have gone through it, yep. um, but I think it's important mm -hmm. to communicate what it was like so I can uh, kind of pick it apart myself and also maybe you know, maybe be there for people that might have gone through it themselves. Wow, and you just, I guess, alert me to the possibilities of what your art, how therapeutic your art and your story could be in an exhibit, you know, to uh, utilize your art to work through some of the complications, some of the feelings, some of the challenges that folks go through. Yeah, it's, it's, um, again, like I said, it's a, it's a, lots of people have it, but uh, it's also a very unique experience to go through. So That's true. I think, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's shame inducing. It's, you know, you struggle with talking to people about it. You also struggle with yourself over it because, um, you're not in your right mind, um, when <laughs> well, it does happen. So it's, um, for me, I want to be able to like pick it apart where I was, what I went through, what I was thinking, whether, right. you know, you know, however far out it was and, and get it out there and communicate it in a way that people can digest it and um, maybe look at it from a different angle. But you talk about shaming and, and the stigma that is, that's involved. Mm -hmm. And I think the more people understand, the more people know about, because yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a misunderstanding and there's just a non-understanding. And sometimes when that exists there's also fear and anxiety well i mean it's very frightening if if you've never encountered it before and you haven't had to deal with it yourself and it's a lot yeah <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah so yeah. it's important to have good messages out there even for Absolutely. people that don't have to deal with it in their lives Absolutely. because you're going to run into somebody somewhere somehow yep. in your life that's well, going to deal are with it such a success <laughs> in my view you know, given the struggles that you have as a result of this, but to be doing all the things you have done. I mean, I've known you for what, almost 10 years now? Maybe longer, but I'm not going to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> but I mean, I, I follow you on Facebook and I see all the wonderful work that you're doing. Uh, you had a show with us, uh, I think it was in 2014. It was about seven years ago, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I mean, I was just so in love with some of the work in fact, there are a couple of pieces that were on display back then that I wish I had purchased because <laughs> they would do such a great job of brightening my wall, this one wall that I have in my house. But anyway, um, I'm just such a fan is the point. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> I find you to be heroic. And I'm so glad that you're here once again at Studio B to showcase your work. And I look forward to whatever it is you do next because we need to keep track. Of folks yeah. like you, because you help us understand a lot of things and you bring us a lot of joy through your work. I, I am. I just wanted to thank you as well. The show um, has been a great experience for me. Oh, I good. kind of minimize my accomplishments like I think most of us do 
And standing there at the opening reception and being surrounded by a year in my life was mm-hmm. kind of amazing, actually, to mm-hmm. really see how much I have accomplished over the course of the past year in my work. And um, it's stunning to see it all together. And I don't think anybody else other than Sue could have, <laughs> Sue Beebeck, uh could have curated the show and put it together. Um, she does a magnificent just, job, doesn't she? I don't know how she made it work because she I, does magic. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Be Inspired podcast today, and I wish you the absolute best in whatever direction your journey takes you from this point on. Thank you. Same for you, my dear. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.